Here's a man with a wee bit on his plate. He's the Climate Change Minister, James Shaw. And James, it was interesting to see you on Q&A last Sunday uh, with Jack Tame and David Seymour. And did I see you and David actually agreeing on something or was I just mishearing it? <laughs> no, it's true. Every now and then, David and I do actually agree on uh, on something. So uh, I, I think on that show, we were both talking about um, the need for us to uh, really accelerate the um, program of how we adapt to the effects of climate change, like the cyclones um, effects in, in the Hawke's Bay uh, and Tarafati, and, and also those um, horrendous floods that we had, you know, kind of a week or two before that in, in Auckland and Northland. James, uh, there is a big argument at the moment, or a debate, and it's a national debate about uh, adaptation versus mitigation, a bit of each, or maybe we need to go stronger on the adaptation side of things. And that's the Seymour angle. I know it won't be yours. Yeah, I mean, I, I fall very firmly into the camp. We need to do a lot of both, uh, you know, both reducing the pollution that goes into the atmosphere and causes climate change in the first place, as well as... Uh, you know, uh, kind of adapt to the effects that are already happening um, and, and become more, more resilient as, as a country, whether it's sort of at the individual property level or, you know, our kind of national infrastructure and so on. And, and the analogy that I was using the other day was, you know, if, if you just say, look, we're just going to focus on adaptation, that's kind of like saying, I'm going to put all my efforts into bailing the water out of my house, but I'm not going to plug the hole in the roof that the water's coming in through in the first place, right? So then you're just always always bailing water and that gets very expensive and it gets very uh, um, exhausting so you kind of you do have to do you do have to do both but James isn't the world doomed anyhow because we've got the likes of China India Russia now even European nations bringing on coal uh, fired power stations almost daily well there's I sort of agree with you in part right is that there's quite a lot of bad news but no the world isn't doomed in fact if you look at what's happening in the European Union, uh, as a result of the war in Ukraine and the shortage of gas, um, they've actually massively accelerated their plans to decarbonise their economy and switch to renewables. So you're seeing, you're seeing some kind of short-term moves to secure, you know, gas for this winter um, and and maybe next winter. But you're also seeing a massive investment in things like huge offshore wind farms uh, and and huge solarisation of of roofs and so on. So um, that their um, kind of journey is further ahead than ours anyway um, because they've actually reduced their emissions over the last 30 years whereas we've increased ours and and they're actually accelerating those plans now so I, I've actually I mean I do have hope you know and and I think the way to you know continue to have hope is is to be in action on it. James is it is it time for a rethink a reprioritization in this country and we saw uh, one of the great political U-turns this week from your transport guy, Michael Wood, all of a sudden it was cycle lanes and bus lanes, and then by the afternoon we were re- rebuilding roads and bridges. Surely, after Gabrielle, we have to prioritise infrastructure. Well, I've been saying for years that we've got to prioritise infrastructure, and we're terrible at it in this country. Um, and we don't have uh, good funding arrangements for it, and we seem to continuously refuse to make the tough decisions that would require us to have you know, adequate um, funding and investment in, into infrastructure. I, I have to say, I think there was, um, shall we say, some willful misinformation on Simeon Brown's part when he d- the way he was describing, you know, what was going on with the uh, the transport GPS. There was never, ever a uh, intention to um, raise the maintenance um, budget for cycle lanes and bus busways. Um, the idea was, if you're going to dig up a road, you should do it once rather than twice 
um, which I know is something that infuriates most people. Uh, when you know people come along and they do one one set of road um, repairs and maintenance, then they come along and then they change the road layout, you know, month later or whatever. So, um, so that's that's what the that's what the plan was. But obviously, you know, we have a massive bill uh, in um, in parts of Auckland, Northland, and and particularly in the Hawkes Bay. And of course, we've got to reprioritise because we've got something like forty bridges out of action uh, in the region. And those bridges aren't just for um, vehicles. They also uh, have the fresh water um, pipes. They've got telecommunications cables. They've got um, uh, electricity cables and so on. And so, um, you know, there is a limited pot of money and it means that we're going to have to direct quite a lot of it uh, towards ensuring that even the most basic uh, services are available uh, in the Hawke's Bay and in um, Tairawhiti. Where do you sit on the forestry slash issue? Well, I mean, I've actually been working on the review of the National Environmental Standard for Plantation Forestry for a number of years. We were actually due to make decisions about that in, in um, April, um, but we've now got the land use slash um, inquiry, which will probably kick it out by about a month. Um, and, and I think there's clearly... An, uh, um, Oh, I mean, it's just kind of painfully obvious to everyone that the kind of existing regulatory environment is insufficient. So I, I think that you will see some changes. Um, and we also know that all of that waste wood, 30% of every tree lying on the side of the hill, um, could actually become great feedstock for biofuels. But no one's kind of managed to hook those things up yet. So I think we need to take the opportunity to say, well, you know, if, if we are going to have plantation forests slash, then actually at least we could make use of it and reduce the risk of it um, forming these tremendous um, piles uh, that coming down the hill and destroy you know, crops and homes and towns and bridges and all of that kind of stuff. Hey, hey just to finish on, there's so many political polls out there. Do you put much weight on them? What was the one yesterday? Was it Courier or Taxpayers Union or yeah. Roy Morgan? I can't remember, but it wasn't actually necessarily a great result for you guys. Is Chris Hipkins cutting your lunch, James? Yeah, I, th I think there's probably a couple of things um, going on, one of which is obviously uh, Chris is doing a, I think a terrific job of, of leading on, on the recovery um, and, you know, that's kind of soaking up, there's a bit, you know, a, a bit going on, on there, um, what you might call the rally round the flag effect. Um, but also, you know, I, I think, I, I, I mean, I, I do look at the polls, but I don't look at any one poll as a, um, you know, particularly significant. I think it's really important to look at the trend. So if we get some other polls um, that point in that direction or in the other direction, that's when I'll start to really kind of go, OK, what's that telling us? James Shaw, thanks for your time on the country. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate.